Effective leadership is leadership that produces a decided, decisive, or desired result. Individual performance is a necessity for leadership, but it is not the only ingredient in leadership. And if you are only interested in individually performing, you are not interested in leadership. Well, hey there, my name is Alex Judd. I'm the founder of Path for Growth, and this is the Path for Growth podcast. Now today, I'm beyond pumped that you're listening because today we're going to highlight and then deconstruct three lies about effective leadership. But before we jump into that, I want to remind you that the mission, the why behind Path for Growth as a company and the why for this podcast is to help impact-driven leaders step into who they were created to be so that others may benefit and God may be glorified. And this podcast is just another iteration of that mission. And specifically, every time I write the lesson and present the content episodes of this podcast, I have a very clear objective in mind. We want to provide you with efficient and engaging content that makes you a stronger individual and a more effective leader in under 25 minutes. So that's what we're going to do today. So came on, buckle up, let's go. I also want to let you know that If you want to follow along with the content or review the content or even share the content after the fact, there's a PDF outline that even kind of supplements everything that we're talking about today uh, in the show notes of this episode. So click the link in the show notes. You can download that PDF. But as I discussed at the beginning, we're going to be talking about three lies about effective leadership. These aren't just myths. These aren't just delusions. These aren't just misperceptions. What I've seen is that these are three lies that I myself have believed, but I've also witnessed others fall under the shadow of, and these lies are sinister in that they keep us from our highest and best form of effective leadership. But in order to frame this conversation, I felt it would be good to really dive into what that word effective actually means, because I know for a fact, I've been guilty of using that word effective just as a substitute for the word good. And yes, an effective leader is a good leader, but it's also so much more than that. And so I looked it up, I busted out a dictionary, did the hard work, folks. And here's what the word effective actually means. To produce a decided, decisive, or desired result. Again, effective leadership is leadership that produces a decided, decisive, or desired result. So yes, effective leadership is good leadership, but think about this for a second. It's also so much more than that. Effective leadership is leadership that is operating with intent. Effective leadership is purpose-driven leadership. Effective leadership is results-oriented leadership. Effective leadership is not just looking at the action, it's looking at the outcome. So when we talk about effective leadership, this is obviously what we all want to be. We want to be leaders that are intentional. We want to be leaders that are purpose-driven. We want to be leaders that are outcome-oriented. But what we're going to discuss today is some mental and emotional lies that will keep us from doing just that. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to walk you through the lies at the high level, and then we're going to walk through them and unpack them here in just a second. So lie number one is that my effectiveness as a leader is the product of my performance. Lie number two, my effectiveness as a leader is measured by the number of people that follow me. Lie number three, my effectiveness as a leader only increases when my to-do list increases. 
Now, this is going to be a topic today that I'm going to get really passionate about. I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, I'm going to get really, really excited. You may need to turn the volume down at certain points in today's episode. And I think the reason why I'm so passionate is because I have been in seasons in my life, in seasons in my leadership, where I have fallen for these lies, where I have lived under the umbrella and under the shadow of these lies. And I have witnessed, as a result, the way that they have limited me, the way that they have constrained me. But more than that, they've constrained my impact. They've constrained my ability to contribute to others. They've constrained my ability to serve. And I just get so beyond frustrated. I get so beyond angry. I just absolutely hate these freaking lies because I can also see them doing the exact same thing in a very sinister way to leaders that I work with. And so what I want to highlight today is what the lies are, and we're going to break them down what these lies look like in action, and then we're going to counter these lies with an even more powerful truth. So that's what we're going to walk through today, and we're going to start with lie number one. And lie number one, as we already said, is that my effectiveness as a leader is the product of my performance. Again, my effectiveness as a leader is the product of my performance. Uh, this one gets me fired up because many of you are likely familiar with the Enneagram. If you're not, it's just a personality assessment that really looks at your wiring and your motive and your tendencies. And uh, I'm a three on the Enneagram, which if you know what that means, it means that I'm a performer or an achiever. And I've got a feeling a lot of you are wired in a very similar way if you're listening to this podcast. Well, the three on the Enneagram by nature is driven by their individual performance. They're driven by their individual results. They love to do the thing. They love to take the action. They love to climb the mountain. They love to hit the goal. They love to meet the quota, right? Threes absolutely thrive on individual performance. And I've got a feeling a lot of you are wired in that way on here. Well, here's the deal. Individual performance is a necessity for leadership, but it is not the only ingredient in leadership. And if you are only interested in individually performing, you are not interested in leading. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you, the first time I started to realize this, I got so freaking angry. If you are only interested in individually performing, you are not interested in leading. And it's kind of crazy because culture is not always structured this way because so often we reward the individual performer. And in our businesses and in our companies, and this was my story, I got rewarded for my individual performance. And because other people had fallen for this lie, they saw my individual performance and they pointed at me and they said, man, that guy's a leader. But here's the deal. Your ability to perform as an individual has very little to do with your ability to lead other people. Now, certainly you have to have a level of credibility. You have to have a level of competency. But if you want to be a leader, individual performance is simply the price of admission. This is rattling some people right now. I can feel it because whenever I started to realize this, it absolutely rattled me. I saw someone the other day that they were telling me about a member of their team who was in a leadership position. They were in a supervisor position. And this individual was telling me about this team member and they had to confront this team member because their jobs weren't getting done. The jobs that their team was responsible for were not getting done. And they confronted the leader and they, they held the leader accountable to that just as they should have. And they, they confronted them and they said, why aren't these getting done? These aren't meeting budget and they're not meeting the timeline that we set out. And the leader looked at them and they said, I'm doing my job. 
<laughs> That's textbook example of someone who has fallen for this lie because that individual has fallen for the belief that their leadership, their ability to lead effectively is the result of their individual performance. But leadership has very little to do with your job. Here's the truth. Here's the powerful truth that we all need to know about effective leadership. Your effectiveness as a leader is the product of your ability to make other people effective. I'm going to say it again because it's so strong and it's so important. Your effectiveness as a leader is the product of your ability to make other people effective. If you're performing and the team isn't, you are not effectively leading. If you are winning and the team is losing, you are losing. The phrase, I did my job, but the team didn't has no place in effective leadership because if you are a leader, your primary responsibility is the health, the unity, the performance, and the morale of the people that follow you. And here's the deal. That takes a lot of time. So something that we all need to recognize is that if we're only interested in individual performance, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. The world needs individual performers. Let's just call a spade a spade and say, I'm going to be an individual performer and I'm not going to put on this facade of being a leader. Because if you want to be a leader, your metric for success is not your own individual performance. It's the performance of the people that follow you. It's the performance of the people that you lead. So lie number one was that my effectiveness as a leader is the product of my individual performance. And here's the powerful truth to counter that lie. Your effectiveness as a leader is the product of your ability to make other people effective. And that brings us to lie number two, which says that my effectiveness as a leader is measured by the number of people that follow me. Now, I, I think that a lot of times we won't use this language, we won't say this, but a lot of times mentally we can fall for this lie. A lot of times we can live under this delusional idea. Again, my effectiveness as a leader is measured by the number of people that follow me because a lot of times we think that our effectiveness as a leader is, is really measured by and how effective we are is really measured by how many people report to us. And in doing so, we confuse position with influence. But I know that I know that I know that I know that you can think of people, you can think of quote unquote leaders in your life that had all the positional authority in the world, but they had very little influence. This is a truth that we all need to understand and that we all need to hear, especially if we're working in an organization, if we're working maybe at a mid-level manager role, maybe as a supervisor role, or maybe even just as a starting employee or team member, you can be given a title. A leader can come to you, a boss can come to you, a CEO can come to you, a business owner can come to you and give you a title. What they cannot give you is the respect of your peers. No one can give that to you because respect must be earned. And respect is only earned through one thing, consistency. You have to show that you can be consistent in getting results, in preserving relationships, and making sure that you're investing in other people, and in making sure that you are committed to the mission. Your effectiveness as a leader, and here's the powerful truth, your effectiveness as a leader is measured by the number of people that trust you. Your effectiveness as a leader is not measured by the number of people that follow you. Your effectiveness as a leader is measured by the number of people that trust you. 
I love this idea that if someone depends on you, then you are a leader. Because think about that. If we subscribe to that definition of leadership, then leadership really has very little to do with our position, our authority, or even where we stand on an org chart. If someone depends on you, then you are a leader. That really states that we all have leadership responsibility, but I would even say that we all have leadership opportunity because your effectiveness as a leader is defined and is dictated by the number of people that trust you. So what are you doing as a leader to intentionally develop trust with the people around you? What are you doing as a leader to develop trust with your subordinates? What are you doing as a leader to develop trust with your peers? What are you doing as a leader, maybe even if you're in an organization, to develop trust with the people that are over you in the organization? Because again, our leadership is not measured by the number of people that follow us. Our leadership is measured by the number of people that trust us. And what I've learned is that there are actually three layers of trust. There's three layers of trust that that the deeper you go, the more important they become in leadership. And the deeper you go, the higher you'll be able to rise in leadership and in leadership effectiveness. So layer one of trust is the most basic level of trust. People need to be able to trust your effort. We know this to be true. People need to trust that you are giving your all. People need to trust that you are doing your best in the work that you're doing. People need to trust that you've got an adequate or a decent or even an exceptional work ethic if you want to be a leader. People need to trust that you're going to do your job. People need to trust your effort. That's layer number one. Layer number two is that people need to trust your commitment. They need to trust your commitment to the team. They need to trust your commitment to the mission. They need to trust your commitment to the values of the organization. They need to trust that you are committed to the customer and to what the customer needs and what the customer wants and how the customer wins. People need to trust your effort and they need to trust your commitment. And that brings us to layer number three. And this is the deepest layer that if you can get here with people, it is going to magnify and amplify your ability to lead effectively. People need to trust your motive because you can apply great effort and you can be very committed to the team, but you can be doing those things for all the wrong reasons. It can be selfish gain. It can be selfishly motivated. When people trust your motive, they they choose to trust that you are in it for the right reasons, meaning that you make decisions, you take actions, you have conversations with the best interest of the team and the mission and the customer at heart. They need to trust that that is your driving, that is your primary motive. That is your internal why, is it's not to self-serve, but to selflessly serve other people, and that is your core driving motive. So people need to trust your effort. That's the price of admission. Then they need to trust your commitment that you're not going anywhere, that you're staying where you are. And then finally, that gives them the ability to trust your motive. And if you follow and apply yourself to those three layers every single day over an extended period of time, well, the result is going to be people that wholeheartedly trust you, which that is what makes you an 
effective leader. So the lie was that your effectiveness as a leader is measured by the number of people that follow you. And that's so not true because you can have people that follow you, but in no way come close to trusting or respecting you. Your effectiveness as a leader is measured by the number of people that trust you. And that brings us to lie number three. Oh, this one, this one has some substance to it. This one has some meat to it. My effectiveness as a leader increases when the size of my to-do list increases. Ah, oh, this one is so frustrating for me because this is one that I fall back into. It's like a ditch. It's so easy to fall back into over and over again because we fall for this trap of believing that we need to do more and that the answer to fix the problems that are going on in our organization, in our leadership, with our team is to add more things to our to-do list and that the longer our to-do list is, the more effective we are being as a leader. Have you ever found yourself doing this? Have you literally found yourself sitting at our to-do list. I've, I've done this myself and saying like, oh, well, I just need to add more things. And maybe it's even subconsciously. I start making up things and thinking about things that I can do. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about why am I doing this? Why am I, am I just, just impulsively or compulsively adding things to my to-do list? And really what I've found is almost always there's two primary reasons where I feel the need to create an unnecessarily long to-do list. There's two things at the core of me creating an unnecessarily long to-do list. And I've observed this in the other leaders that I've worked with as well. Number one is pride. And number two is insecurity. So let's dive into these because there's a lot of meat in this. Number one is pride. A lot of times our to-do list is unnecessarily long with things that we don't need to be doing because we have fallen for the myth of indispensability. Again, I call this the myth of indispensability. I was thinking about this and thinking about how to discuss this and this idea that we can become so prideful that we can perceive ourselves as being indispensable and so that we need to do all these things because if we can't individually do all these things, they will not get done. And I thought about how do I want to articulate this in a way that has the most power and I thought of a poem. It's a poem that I read years ago. I think I read it in a book of mine that's one of my favorite books called The Road to Character and uh, and I just felt like, man, I need to share that poem with them because that's the most effective way to convey the point that I'm trying to get across here. So this poem is directly related to the myth of indispensability. It's by Saxon White Kessinger. We're going to put the link to this in the show notes as well. So uh, definitely look this up. But here it is. Sometime when you're feeling important, sometime when your ego's in bloom, sometime when you take it for granted, you are the best qualified in the room. Sometime when you feel that you're going would leave an unfillable hole, just follow these simple instructions and see how they humble your soul. Take a bucket and fill it with water. Put your hand in it up to the wrist. Pull it out and the hole that's remaining is a measure of how much you'll be missed. You can splash all you wish when you enter. You may stir up the water galore, but stop and you'll find that in no time it looks quite the same as before. The moral of this quaint example is to do just the best that you can. Be proud of yourself, but remember, there's no indispensable man. Be proud of yourself, but remember, there's no indispensable man. I love that so much because it highlights the fact that a lot of times the reason why we're putting unnecessary items on our to-do list is our own pride. We fall for this lie of believing that we are indispensable. 
And in doing so, we list all the things that we have to do because if we are indispensable, our to-do list has to be incredibly long because if we can't do it, no one else can. That is a lie. The second piece is insecurity. And a lot of times, people that create an unnecessarily long to-do list based out of insecurity, I can only speak on this from experience, is that when I'm doing that, it's because I am disproportionately tying my worth to my work. And when I tie in, when I latch my worth as a human being, my worth as an individual, even my worth as a leader to my work, to what I produce, I can't afford a short to-do list. Because if my worth and my work are overlapping, if they are the same thing, and if I've fallen for that delusion, if I've fallen for that lie, well, then the less things that I have to do, the less valuable I become. Here's what I want you to hear. Your value doesn't come from your to-do list. Your worth doesn't come from your work. Your worth is inherent. Your work is what you get to do out of a place of already being inherently worthy. So what is the powerful truth? Well, we said that the lie was my effectiveness as a leader increases when the size of my to-do list increases. And here's the truth that I want you to hear. Your effectiveness as a leader increases when the size of your to-do list decreases. (laughs) What? That almost sounds so ridiculous, but here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. Just hear me out for just a second. Your leadership is maximized. Your contribution is maximized. Your ability to serve others is maximized when you spend more time doing less things. Your leadership is maximized when you spend more time doing less things. I guarantee that if you're listening to this right now and you're responsible for leading people, There are things on your to-do list right now that are keeping you from doing the most important things because the most important things are the things related to the desired or the intended result, outcome, or effect that you need to be having as a leader for the well-being and future sustainability of your team. So again, your leadership is maximized. Your leadership is amplified when you spend more time doing less things. So here's the deal. These are the areas that we need to be focusing the large bulk majority of our time on and everything else is extraneous. Everything else is a distraction. If we can't draw a direct line from our to-do list to these three things, we are distracted and our to-do list is too long. Number one is the effectiveness, morale, unity, and performance of the people you lead. This is directly related to the first truth that we talked about. Your effectiveness as a leader comes from your ability to make other people effective. That has to be a priority. That has to be where you're spending your time. Number two is the strategic growth and direction that is in alignment with the long-term vision of your business. If you're not thinking about the strategic growth and direction of the team, of the business, of the organization, no one else is. That is your responsibility, but also opportunity as a leader. And then finally, the operational health and well-being of the business. 
Those are the three buckets, the effectiveness, morale, unity, and performance of the people you lead, the strategic growth and direction of the business, and the operational health of the organization. Beyond those three things, everything else is simply a distraction. Everything else is something that should be eventually delegated because your effectiveness as a leader increases when the size of your to-do list decreases because it means that you're going to spend more time on the things that matter most. So let's do a quick review and then we'll close out today's episode. Lie number one was that my effectiveness as a leader is the product of my individual performance. False. Here's the powerful truth. Your effectiveness as a leader is the product of your ability to make other people effective. Lie number two, my effectiveness as a leader is measured by the number of people that follow me. False. Here's the powerful truth. Your effectiveness as a leader is measured by the number of people that trust you. And we said that they need to trust your effort, they need to trust your commitment, and then they need to trust your motive. And then finally, number three, my effectiveness as a leader increases when the size of my to-do list increases. We said that that's a lie rooted in the idea that we tie our work to our worth. But the powerful truth that counters that lie is that your effectiveness as a leader increases when the size of your to-do list decreases, when you spend more time focused on less things. Y'all, I hope this content was life-giving for you today. I hope that it was effective for you today. I hope that it made you a stronger individual and a better leader. If it did do that, I'm going to ask you to do what we always talk about at the end of this episode, double S, double R, uh, share this episode with someone that would get value from it. Subscribe to this podcast because that makes sure it comes to your feed every single time. Rate it and review it. That really helps us get into the ears of the people that don't yet know about us. Thank you so, so much for being part of the Path for Growth mission. Know that we're rooting for you. Know that we want to see you win. Remember, my strength is not for me. Your strength is not for you. Our strength is for service. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.